Good morning, Jerry. How are you? Hey, guys. Sean, RJ, good morning. Good morning. Who were you rooting for last night in Monday Night Football? Boy, I couldn't figure it out. Until I saw the one that won Philadelphia, and I wish Washington had won after that. <laughs> Up until that point, I was going both ways. Uh, Jerry, uh, when you look at your position within the division, does it feel like it's does it feel like it's yours to lose right now? Uh, with the way your defense is playing, it's only a one game lead. You got the Eagles game coming up, but do you feel like you're definitely in the driver's seat? Well, you know we have the <laughs> it's more than I can say, but. You know, you say the only thing we want to concentrate on is the next game. Well, ironically, I think this next game is, <coughs> excuse me, what it's all about. Uh, Philadelphia is sitting there with uh, uh, certainly capable of uh, uh, we uh, capable of uh, winning the division, and uh, in my mind, here at home, uh, this does become uh, such a huge game for us. We have um, all the respect and awareness that Philadelphia can play. They've got that spools back, for instance, they didn't have first time. So uh, I can actually sit here like a coach and say, all we've got our mind on is the next game. Philadelphia is the key. We beat them, uh, then I'm going to be a lot more, uh, uh, let's say this, I feel like our destiny is a lot more in our hands if we do that game. Jerry, how are you feeling about the return of Tyron for that Eagles game? Well, I, I think that uh, I'm just amazed that uh, we were able to play as well uh, without Tyron against the Saints. And uh, when I look back over the last couple of years when we haven't had him and how we've had to make do, uh, now that I feel we're going to have him, and I do, everything you can uh, evaluate right now, then there's no question that should give us a lift for our offense. Yeah, Jerry, when you the, – the the rap on the Cowboys was, oh, if Tyron's gone and Sean Lee's gone, then they're gone. And I know that was a major issue for you in the offseason to correct. You guys are 6-1 and one this year without Sean Lee. You just referenced the past uh, few weeks without Tyron. I mean, how great do you feel about fixing uh, those two major issues that ha- have cost you guys in the past? Well, I, uh, I look at it, obviously, from its most positive way, uh, and that is there's help on the way. And uh, if we can play at the level we played against the Saints, and uh, our, all of our players know, our staff knows, we all know that with Tyron, with Sean Lee, we should be better. Jerry Jones joins us here at 105 through the fans. Steven said yesterday that there's a outside shot uh, to get Sean Lee back this week. When Sean Lee does finally return, will, would he get a starting job back? Yes. And uh, he needs to be uh, in the uh, – you'll have a rotation, but uh, uh, certainly with a player of his stature. Uh, and you ask, well, has he earned it? Uh, I've said the other day that that uh, Sean has had as much to do with uh, how uh, Vandrish has evolved uh, as uh, his coaches have, and uh, he's uh, he's an outstanding uh, individual to have in the room with those linebackers, out on the field with those linebackers, even though he's not playing or practicing. Well, when you get him in the game. He's that much more of a quarterback on the field. So uh, uh, he he creates a wonderful situation for us when he's healthy. And uh, we're all going to look at 
uh, the idea of not rushing back uh, and, and having any risk that we don't have to take with the way Vanderish is playing and the way Smith are playing. And we want to be careful about not getting him back too fast as well. Jerry, this isn't confrontational. I just need you to set me straight because we all agree it's a good problem to have. Uh, everyone keeps saying, oh, we'll just go back to the rotation we had earlier in the year. My counter to that is, well, Vander Esch maybe wasn't playing to this amazing level that early in the year. You just can't afford to have him off the field at all. Help, help set me straight on that, that circumstances are not the same. Leighton's playing much better even than maybe he was to start the season. No, I think you're accurate. I think what you have in, a, uh, in all young players is you need to handicap them before the year starts. And, um, uh, and, and of course, he's even an exception to this rule. But you, you have to plan on young players being better at the middle or the end of the season than they were in training camp. And, of course, he's uh, fell into that adage just uh, uh, beautifully. And he is better. And uh, he will get better every time he walks out on the practice field or the game. Uh, literally, he'll get better. And so we can look to him playing better, uh, absent a setback. Uh, we can get him looking forward to be playing better um, uh, at the end of uh, December and into the playoffs if we uh, can. And so, uh, yeah, he's improving. Uh, but Shawnee is, make no mistake about it, when he's right, there's, uh, there's nobody better. And so, uh, and he's such an integral part of adjusting on the field and making the big play. And so, um, you, and then you look at what we've got in Smith. You just, uh, you just gotta have those guys out there on the field, and and uh, it's a great problem to have. Uh, how are things looking for David Irving? Oh well, I I think that uh, the issues with David are his high ankle sprain. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's a difficult one. And uh, there's no rushing that one back early. It's just a function of uh, when it's ready and when you can push off on it and when you can have strength in it and all the things that go with a high ankle sprain. But make no mistake about it, he had a serious high ankle sprain. So uh, we're waiting on that to get better. So, Jerry, I'm curious, uh, with that defensive performance you all put on the other night, you're number two in points allowed in the entire league. You're number five in yards. How in this in this age of the crazy offenses, how far do you think a a defensive first formula can take you guys when teams are also you know putting up thirty and 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 thirty four points a game? How far do you think a defense first formula can take you in today's well, NFL? You know, you know, uh, every I'm going to go to offense. Every offense uh, knows that you've got to have during a game. You've got to have the big plays, uh, the 20 yards or more play. Uh, you can't just do it just totally doing uh, a, a shorter yardage play. And uh, the thing that comes to my mind is good defenses can have situations where you make the big play, uh, uh, that uh, big plays are made against the good defense. And so I submit to you that uh, – with the way these uh, offenses operate today, the skill uh, of these offenses that you've still got to worry that you could get somebody out there, make some uh, make some of those long yardage plays, and still and have a good defense on its heels. And so uh, the uh, rules today are structured for the big play, 
And so I would say that it doesn't mitigate in any way the uh, NFL of your father, but uh, uh, you still have more risk of getting a big play against you, even with a good defense. So I, I, I tap the brakes a little bit that the defense is maybe as uh, uh, effective as it was uh, 15 years ago. On the other hand, uh, the adage of defense wins championships, in my mind, is still there. Jerry, um, it feels like Rod Marinelli's gotten lost in this mix. Chris Richard has the emotion, and he's kind of the sexy name that's being floated around for coaching opportunities. And, and you know, we all love talking to him. But w- just take us inside your experience watching Coach Marinelli with, with this unit and the job he's done with Richard this year. Well, I, I would say that uh, uh, defense depends so much, so much on uh, a passion. It depends so much on uh, uh, on the just giving the extreme effort, pushing yourself to the extreme effort. You know, it's not uncommon for a player to have loafs, loafs. That's the right word, loafs on defense. They're graded by numbers of loafs to some degree. <laughs> Uh, they're basically taking a rest. Uh, it's hard to have the charge that you have to have and exert the energy uh, for 60 plays on defense. Uh, it's been said that you're lucky to get 20 excellent surges on defense as a player. And uh, so all of that is about uh, effort, willpower, attitude, all of those things. And uh, Rod Marinelli is the master. And uh, He'll fire you up if you never rest a pass. So uh, we're benefiting from that. And, of course, uh, uh, Chris Richard has just been such a compliment to what uh, Rod Marinelli is. And uh, it's it's really one of the big pluses of our year. Jerry, I think every team has that one game where it kind of changes how they view themselves, be it from the fans, the coaches, the ownership. You, know, you mentioned that game against the Saints, how it's going to change how these players look at this season. Did that – game make you feel differently about how far this team can go this year? Yes. And uh, the main reason is not that all of a sudden you're aware of these players' abilities. Uh, It is that the, the players themselves will be different once they have tasted and have uh, just made themselves aware that this uh, extraordinary level of play or expectations of play can be obtained. And uh, that happens. That's real. And uh, it frankly happens off the football field as well. And uh, you evolve. Uh, I'll just give a personal example. I really had thought when I was 46, when I bought the Cowboys, that I had done something. The truth is, compared to how the Cowboys inspired me over the years since I bought them, compared to the experience I've had being in the NFL, I was almost just like a walk-on equivalent in college. Uh, I was a walk-on compared to how the NFL in this experience has motivated me to go beyond anything I could have ever thought I would be. So experiences, opportunities, the taste of success motivate you. Uh, but 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 again, I, I've also said that uh, setbacks can motivate you too because you want to criticism motivation makes you want to prove them wrong. 
So all of these things are, if you will, psychological, but they're so real. Jerry Jones joining us here on 105 Through the Fan. Uh, you know, we're still hopped up over what happened with Zeke in the NFL a couple years ago with the uh, with the suspension and how long that took. Now Kareem Hunt has a situation that came out over the weekend. Are you guys keeping an eye on how the NFL uh, has been dealing with the Kareem Hunt saga, especially considering they didn't even interview him? Well, uh, the last sentence didn't necessarily. I can just answer the first question. That is yes. Uh, keeping a very close eye and uh, uh, have uh, a, a, uh, a keen interest in how that is playing out. But we're no different than the other 31 teams in this respect, or 30 teams, not including Kansas City. But uh, uh, very interested. And uh, it's, a, it's a challenging uh, area uh, of, uh, uh, of what we're about. You know, everyone has no tolerance for domestic abuse, zero tolerance for domestic abuse. And uh, consequently, we uh, uh, have to deal with the fact that we're so visible and it's such an important story. And so uh, the truth is that uh, uh, to get to be a part of the NFL and be a part of the perception of the NFL uh, you you uh, have to uh, give up uh, some of the rights that maybe you would have if you were a part of the NFL. And you have to give that up. And uh, in other words, you're held to a higher standard, really, uh, because of the visibility that is involved, not that you shouldn't have that basic uh, behavior to begin with. And so uh, uh, that's the challenge here. And uh, it, it is a it is a tough challenge, and uh, it, uh, no one's immune from that when you deal with the numbers of people that we deal with throughout the NFL. We just remind everybody we probably have three to four thousand people, uh, and their uh, relationships that you're dealing with at any one time here. So it's uh, it's it's uh, understandable when uh, one becomes pretty public like that one has. Uh, Jerry, did you have a problem with the Redskins claiming Reuben Foster? There were some reports that owners were furious with the way it made the league look so soon after the 49ers cut him. Did you take issue with it? I don't have any uh, uh, comment about it uh, and and wouldn't regarding uh, another team. Uh, We've got a competitive situation as far as Washington is concerned, and uh, I know they're doing everything they can to – uh, be as good a team as they can uh, can be, but uh, uh, as far as the the detail of how that decision is made, I've spoken to no one with Washington. Jerry, do you think that it would really help out? Because we know how close you've been with Roger Goodell. Do you think it would really help out to have an outside party make the determinations on these punishments versus Roger just getting criticized and taking all the arrows uh, with, with making these disciplinary decisions himself? Why not just get an outside party and shed that responsibility? Well, I don't want to speak to that. I've had quite a bit of that uh, area of uh, uh, involvement over the last couple of years. Uh, relative to uh, our governance and, and how we operate in the NFL. I will say this. Uh, the NCAA has proven that it's tough to be the enforcer. Uh, it's tough to be the decision maker 
as well as keep goodwill uh, among your constituencies, whether they be fans or not. In other words, the same person that's doling out, making the decisions, doing investigations, then doing the punishment is the same one that you want to have a goodwill by your fans all over the collegiate world. That's the NCAA. They're a great example of how tough it is to be both. Jerry, uh, there's uh, some reports out there that the Rams and Sean McVay might be wanting to bring in Cliff Kingsbury for the rest of this year as as an advisory type role. And I know that the you guys have um, there's been a link with Kingsbury in some media reports. Maybe he's waiting for that Godfather offer. Would you guys consider bringing him in for the for the stretch drive? I don't know of anyone that's more qualified in doing what he does and has better track record of doing what Cliff does regarding quarterbacks in that position or regarding offenses in that position. And I, for one, thought that uh, he was successful uh, at Texas Tech. Uh, But uh, uh, coaching uh, has that overhang that is a serious one that is right, and that is uh, you're judged on your record. Uh, I think he's outstanding, and I wouldn't if – uh, we were interested or not, uh, comment on just how interested or not we are. But I do know that, uh, uh, for instance, my grandson just absolutely thinks he hung the moon. Uh, he recruited him, uh, and uh, uh, he gave Texas Tech a serious, serious consideration of going to school there. Uh, and a lot of it had to do with Cliff. Jerry, you got the Metroplex party, and man, you guys turned it uh, turned it around. Keep the winning streak going, and here's uh, to that rematch against Philly on Sunday. Boy, you bet, and uh, guys, it's good to be on it. What did I say the last time we hung up? I'm superstitious. I want to say it again. I think we said that um, we were going to get uh, we're gonna be in your suite or the helicopter. Yeah, we we're going to get like a helicopter ride to the stadium. Well, come on. Let's get it. We'll yes. do it just like we did last time. All right. I'll promise you I'll promise you a ride and then you'll get to look at it as it flies over you as it goes out to the stadium, okay? There we go, Jerry. Let's keep it going. Superstition. Here we go. All right, guys. All right, Jerry. All right, thank guys. you. Jerry Jones, uh brought to you by Ford. Ford is the best in Texas.